time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. Hey. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for beginner investors for, from the group St- uh, Stock Market for Beginners. I am, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul. Just myself, I should be down here because uh, Tony is a dude who has an economics degree and a host of an amazing podcast and a man of amazing proportions. And of course, we got Delt, the advisor from Battencourt Capital Management in the house. Let's go, everybody. Let's freaking go. Guys, how are we doing today? The sound is all messed up. Mine? <clears throat> it could Sounds be my good voice. for me. Could be my voice. <clears throat> Am I coming through? Hold on. Is this better? Wow. It's louder in my brains. It sounds like you're talking in very slow motion to me. Could be your connection. Could be. It sounds good for me. You do you hear fine, Dalton? Yeah, I hear fine. Okay, so I'm gonna have to probably log out and log back in. We'll put it to a. Uh, so for anybody watching right now, uh, please comment if Phil sounds like he's speaking slowly. Yeah, please let us know. Um, Dalt, how are you doing? While we wait. Oh, uh, good. Time. Yeah, good. Really good. Um, we launched our actually yesterday we launched our FX. Uh, subscription platform for alt so uh, those subscriptions are now separate from the stock subscriptions and they have launched at $17 a month so that's good we got that on the roll and I signed a deal already for next year for the whole year so the whole year up up front for a full year's worth of those FX signals and that was signed by a um, FX a currency payment no currency exchange and payment transfer firm um, in Scarborough there we go so we just signed that deal. So that that was awesome. So yeah, that's amazing. It's uh-huh. awesome yeah. for you getting that. We got some people showing up now. Tony, do I sound p- perfectly fine now? Yeah, yeah. It sounded like you were using one of those slow motion voice recorders. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was like. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently it was only you because uh, everybody. I wonder if the, it was my AirPods. Let me see. Could be. I know oh. Streamyard does have some issues with Bluetooth. Oh. For some no, reason, I know a couple yeah. uh, months ago when we were doing it, but we got people from Ohio. We got the village uh, villages in Florida. We got everybody from all over. Uh, we love your faces. We're here for you guys. Uh, but today we're going to talk about uh, Decentraland and as well silver and gold. Because uh, Tony, you uh, you were picking up some uh, silver recently. I'm, yeah, right? I made my first. So I've been I, I've collecting silver and gold coins for twenty years. Not really. Hold on. Do they, do they call it collecting or they call it stacking? Uh, I've heard both. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard stacking. stacking a lot. Okay. Uh, so I haven't really, you know, I've been doing it since I was 10, 11 years old, not really thinking about it as an investment. And over the years, it's kind of just piled up. And now I'm looking at some of the coins I have over the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, man, this coin's worth like $50. And, you know, I have 12 of them. So I'm like, this is, you know, because they're pure silver. Now, uh, today, or well, last week, actually, I made my first um, purchase in bars. I bought some silver bars, and they were supposed to be in today, but I was hoping they would come in today so I can show them, but they did not come in yet. So probably for next week's show, I'll definitely have them. 
But um, yeah, I'm excited. And I just want to say a couple things. And I think you'll agree with this doll is <clears throat> I think the main reason to do something like this, I've been doing it since I was a kid and didn't really think of it about it as an asset. But I think the main reason to do something like this would be for diversification. But the problem with diversification is you can have you can be over diversified. And I, I look at diversification as a way to protect your wealth, not as a way to build wealth. So if you're someone that's starting out with investing, the two tips, and I've been thinking about this a lot over the last week, the two tips I would give someone before they start thinking about diversification at all is number one, save $10,000 in cash in a bank account. And number two, have $10,000 invested in a market index fund. And then now you have 20 grand and now you're starting to build some wealth. Now you can start thinking about, okay, what can I do to sustain this wealth and keep it going? And cause not to discourage anybody that doesn't have 20 grand, you know, in between stocks and savings, but I just think you're kind of hurting yourself if you start diversifying too much before you really start accumulating any wealth. So what are, that's kind of my thoughts on that subject. Well, the, I want I want to touch on the diversification and all that. And instead of diversifying being down in one area, it's similar to being a specialist at jobs. Like if you know every position, you're not very useful. Whereas if you're a specialist, you can be charging for what you're worth. So it's similar to that in the stocks. Yeah, unless you know, unless all of your positions are something very valuable. Yeah. Yeah. You're better off. You're better off being an expert at something very valuable than being good at 10 things that anybody could do like sweeping floors and stuff like that, you know? Um, so you're, but I, I'm not saying that everybody watching this or listening to this should go out and start buying coins and buying bars of silver and gold. Uh, you definitely shouldn't be doing that. Everybody shouldn't be doing that. Especially if you're someone that just started out investing and you have $500 in a Robinhood account. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not just making fun of you because I was there at some point too. You know, we're all, we all, start, we gotta we, start we somewhere. all started somewhere. Yeah. I just think it's so smart. And I was thinking about this a lot. Like, when did I really start getting into investing? And I didn't even start buying my own stocks until I had like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 in a savings account. And yeah, there we go. <laughs> COVID beer. Very, very, very <laughs> subtle hints there. Uh, <laughs> so I just think you should w focus on saving $10,000 in cash and then investing $10,000 into a, a mutual fund or ETF. And that can count towards a, a retirement account too. I know a lot of people think that's a daunting, like some pay people may be like $10,000. How am I ever going to do that? Trust me, if you start buckling down and really making a plan, you can do it really quickly if you wanted to. You cut if you, out if you look expenses. at it, it could take you two years because it, it just about two years, a hundred dollars. Wanted to, yeah, yeah, two hundred dollars a, a week. People make about a, about eight hundred to a thousand dollars a week. You save about a hundred dollars a week, two hundred dollars a week. It adds up. It adds up. So start out with saving your cash because cash is gold. Really, cash is king right now. You you need cash to do anything in life. Then focus on building up your investments. Get night build a nice solid base. And that now you have some wealth accumulated. You, you know, you're not a millionaire. You're not going to be extremely rich with $20,000, but $20,000, you can handle pretty much anything that comes at you. You know, is the, um, business. what's that? 
Sorry, that was me. My fault. Oh. <clears throat> no, no, but you know, you blow out a tire on the side of the road, you four hundred bucks. You need a brake job, uh, you know, eight hundred bucks. You need this, you need that. Things come up in life, and now you have money to handle that, and you don't need to pull from your investments. Whereas if you're someone that only has thousand dollars in the bank, five hundred bucks in Robinhood, and you have five hundred dollars in gold bar or silver bars, like what good is that to you? It's useless. <laughs> this is stuff that you should be buying and putting it away and holding it for thirty years and passing it along to generation and generation. And that's how I accumulated my coins is my grandfather. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, he had a huge coin collection and he, he's the one that got me into it. And I, like I said, I just thought coins are cool. And I, I started buying them. I didn't think about money. I didn't even have money. I was, you know, I was a kid, I'd get allowance money and I'd be buying coins. So, uh, that's how I got into it. But we'll talk about, we'll talk about the ways that think gold and silver are valuable and, and why you should own some gold and silver. But I wanted to, to stress that first, how I don't think everybody here watching or listening to this needs to be buying silver bars and coins right now uh, until you get to a certain point in life where you're, you're trying to preserve some wealth. So I'm very fortunate, but I've also worked really hard to get over way, well over $10,000 in cash and over $10,000 in investing. So now I feel like I want to start finding ways to diversify myself more and protect what I've, I've done, you know, and pass along some, some collectible coins. So, and it just so happens some of these coins are worth money. So. Yep. Yeah, it does. It, it should be, it should be like anything else in the market, uh, appropriate weightings, right? Appropriate weightings. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm safe to say that your precious metals uh, positions are not worth more if even 10% of your entire port portfolio. No, no. So it, in it, fact, I have more crypto. I have more money invested in crypto than I do precious metals, which is kind of the reason why I'm, I'm buying some silver bars is I want to even that Hatch out a little that bit. Bet. Yeah. And I just think it's cool to just, just put some fucking silver bars on the table. You, you know? just want to have one night being a pirate. <laughs> I might use one That's as a all you want. I don't know. Yeah. You just want to be a pirate. You just want to be a pirate. One day, get yourself a little chest, put those coins in there and be like, ha I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Coins are a commodity, really, because and, and coins are something that's not duplicatable. And I'll go over that in a little bit, some of the stuff I have. And I like to invest in some assets that are not, aren't duplicable where you can just go like for instance i have a, a 1964 first edition i have 10 of these uh first edition kennedy half dollar right here right so this is the first year they started making the kennedy half dollar 1964 right after he was assassinated these are months after right because he was assassinated in november of, of 63. the 1964 kennedy half dollars are worth well way more than any other half dollar other than the 1971 and, and we can get into all the reasons but it doesn't matter the key is buying coins and and collectibles that are actually rare and valuable that are going to stand withstand the test of time so this particular coin is a 50 cent coin in u.s currency but each of these is worth over 20 dollars. so i you know and i have 12 of them so that's know $250 in half dollar coins so it's stuff like that that appreciates over time now if, if you had just a because they, they've made these for 50 years or so if you had a Kennedy half dollar from the 80s it's not worth as much 
So that's the thing. If you're going to be collecting coins, you want to look for the things that are going to actually be valuable and worth more as time goes on. So um, silver and gold, I know Dalt is kind of against silver. And I, silver, I get why. Here, silver is a ske- has a sketchy history. It's up and down a lot. But silver is um, also used in a lot of modern technology. Silver is used, used in more. jewelry, yeah. infrastructure, telecommunications, computers, iPhones, iPads, uh, smartwatches, wearables, um, machinery, all kinds of different things. And so is gold. Gold is used in a lot of electronics too. And those are things that we're always going to use. And those are rare earth metals. And uh, it's also expensive to mine for gold as well. That's why gold is worth a lot more. Um, gold is a conductor of electricity. So it's used in a lot of uh, electrical components. So, uh, and the other thing is, like I said, I look at it as a store of wealth and value that does appreciate over time. But if you're looking to get rich over gold and silver, sorry, I got the beer hiccups here. If you're looking to get rich over gold or silver, it's not why you're going to be buying this stuff. This is stuff you're just going to buy and hold and wait for the world to crumble and wait for Bitcoin computers to, to crash and cloud computers like Amazon to just decide to shut down. And then everybody's screwed and people don't have any of this stuff anymore. Real hard assets. I like having some hard assets. So just the makes sense. We made there, but yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Always... But, um, so no, Dalt wants to counter that. So go ahead, Dalt. Let's let's hear the. It's just, the uh, yeah, it's just it's just silver. Silver sketchy. Um, <clears throat> you bought anywhere between 1975 and 1985. You're sitting on a 50 percent loss at the very least. Um, it's um, it's up and down, and it doesn't. Uh, these things, I, I find gold moves with in in inflation um, over time. Uh, but silver, silver kind of finds it, its own ways, and I'm I'm not sure what it is. And I had a friend, um, just as a as a side here, I had a friend trading silver futures um, before the coronavirus pandemic, and he was just getting crushed, um, just getting absolutely annihil- annihilated <clears throat> uh, for whatever reason. And then the coronavirus pandemic hit, and he made wild amounts of money because silver went through the roof. And so I looked into it more and I, I wrote an article, I think it was last year, maybe early this year, um, that silver tends to spike in virus pan- pandemics. Maybe ridiculous, but I back tested it and it did go up in every single pandemic except for the one which was uh, quarantined in Liberia, the e- Ebola pandemic. But every other coronavirus pandemic and flu pandemic, silver goes through the roof every time because silver is used in a lot of um, medical materials and masks and stuff like that. Um, because it's antibacterial and antiviral for that reason. So, but other than that, if you look like, if you look like I, I would guess over the next five years, I I would say, I feel pretty confident that silver will move towards back to $15 an ounce. Um, It doesn't, it doesn't tend to move up over time. And I just don't know what it is. Um, I wrote an an article on a good theory and, you know, some people like it, some people hate it, but it's hard to find a reason why that goes up, but gold is, is pretty resilient. Gold will rise um, when inflation is going up inflation is going down. Gold will find a reason to rise over time. And I wrote an article on gold as well on the importance of gold and all that good stuff and how gold has actually outperformed the SP 500 over the last 20 years. And that's dividends included. Um, 
you can go by index score, you can go by spy, you can go by total return, whatever you whatever you slice it, gold beats has beaten the SP 500 over the last 20 years. And for whatever reason, it just it it, it finds a way to go up. And um, I do invest in gold. Well, I buy gold jewelry. Um, no silver. I don't buy any silver jewelry, any silver bars. Almost bought gold bars once, um, but ended up not doing it. Um, was it out of a back alley? dumpster was that what that no, was no no my uh he used to be a client of mine but he used to run a, a jewelry store and I, I i could have bought it i just um i didn't like the idea of having it to sit in the house yeah um, no it, it is yeah. a worry port if someone finds out someone may want yeah to gold is tricky to i mean to buy gold bars and just have gold bars sitting around yeah. you know but <clears throat> i think like to your point silver being about $32 an ounce from 1975 to 1980. That was also during like an economic crisis where like people couldn't buy oil, people couldn't get gas. People are, you know, you can only go buy gas on on certain uh, days based on your birthday and the last letter of your name. So there was a lot of chaos going on. And and I think when anytime there's chaos and economic worries, people start turning back to hard assets. And I, I think that's why it's important to have some hard assets and some things that are not easily duplicated. Um, and, and to your point, and, and sure in 1975 it was $32, but a year before that it was like $4. And then the two years before that it was $1.55. So if you bought you know, silver in 1972 for $1.55, today it's worth $26 an ounce or whatever. So. Is that is that true? I thought it wasn't. Uh, I thought it was nine dollars the year bef- uh, before. Um, I four or nine. It's still an impressive jump. Silver well, over like fifty years. Not so much. Not really, but yeah. From what I saw on a silver history chart on Macro Trends, uh, MacroTrends.net is where I was looking. That's usually where I look at my. Uh, my data for looking at like historical stuff, but in 1970, 1974, it was $4.67. What the heck? Why am I getting different prices here? And actually in 1975, it was. Oh, I'm inflation adjusted. Oh, that's why. If I take that off. Yeah, well, if I take, point, yeah, if I take that yeah. off, if I take that off. But yeah, to I, your yeah. point, in 1980, it was $20.98 an ounce, which is really high. Okay. Uh, and today, it's about $26. So uh, it, you're still, and in, in 2012, it went up to $30, $31 an ounce. So to your point, it does, there are random periods of history where it just, it just skyrockets. And I yeah. think that happens. And, and as I'm looking at the chart, this chart, it seems like it happens during economic unrest and unease and, and when bad things are happening in the economy. Yeah. But um, I, I just, I think that my train of thought was derailed. But look here. at the, like, look at the peak in 2011 though, the all time high 48, 2011 was a great year. Yeah. It's I don't just, know. It's just so weird, but that's, I think that's, um, that's swine swine flu pandemic. This is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. That's so yeah. weird. I think that's around about when that was. Yeah. Um, so, I think to to wrap this up, 
it's not a good idea to to be buying if you're gonna buy silver bars so a lot of people ask me like where do you buy it uh what do you buy you want to look for the uh nine nine ninety nine point nine percent pure silver and you want to look for the troy silver because troy is a me measurement of precious metals and an ounce of troy silver is actually more than a regular ounce so i think it was like 31 ounces and we're we're regular we're like our our ounce is like 28 so or not ounces i forget what the conversion is we'll have to look that up and make sure i'm not making this up but i'm pretty sure that's true i forget how that works but uh you want to look for 99.9 percent .9 pure and some of mine some of my coins i bought from the mints i bought from the usmint.gov like years and years ago some of them i bought from flea markets some of them i bought from conventions a lot of different things back when that we actually used to be opened up and we weren't closed out of lockdown and wearing masks everywhere this is way back in the day uh before i could even drive we'd be going to like flea markets and stuff and most recently i used a website called uh, jm bullion which i did a lot of research on them they're they have an a plus rating on the better business bureau website and they have hundreds and hundreds of reviews and there's only five negative reviews and all five of the reviews i looked at they responded to the person immediately and was like what can we do to fix this so to me that's a sign of a great company and um i uh unfortunately it's actually pretty hard to get silver and gold right now it's pretty hard to get it and i think a lot of people are having the same thoughts and i was able to get gold uh, or silver bars but they say happy thanksgiving on them which i'm kind of disappointed about but i don't really care because those are the only ones i was able to get back you can only week. you can only bring yeah. them out on thanksgiving now you know that right they're, never they're ever again. if you go on their website they're sold out of everything like these wow. sold out of every style of bar so i was kind of disappointed but whatever i don't really care as long as it's got it's pure silver and they come with the certificate of authenticity and then you know it's backed whatever and i did pay uh with shipping it ended up being uh i ended up paying about 27 dollars more not per ounce but total order i, I bought 10 ounces so i ended up paying about 27 dollars more than what it would be for all the ounces added up based on what today's uh silver is priced at so that's not bad $27, um, 20 years from now, that silver could, could be worth 3X, 4X, 5X, who knows, or it could be worth what it is today. I don't, we don't know. But like I said, I don't really care because I'm not going to be going out shopping with silver bars. Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's going to be hard to find someone who would accept silver yeah. <laughs> as a form of payment. Um, yeah, well, unless it's a coin. And that's why coins are great because coins, when shit hits the fan, I can go to the store and I could buy something with, with a coin because it's a, it's a U.S. currency. So um, we do, we do have a question from, uh, your good buddy, Mark, who's currently outside your apartment, uh, your place. He's, yeah, he's trying to move. Yeah. You're that's why you're trying to, move. would you rather old gold or silver or crypto? Yeah. So this is a really common question and I've watched videos of people arguing about this. I don't know why people have to argue about this is which one's better, which one's worse. Just buy some of both of them. Like, you know, that's a diversification you need. Yeah. You know, and, and by the way, 
crypto has been kicking every assets class ass over the last two years because it's just so insane. But crypto is a computer generated code that we're calling a currency. If shit hits the fan and Amazon, like I said, Amazon decides to shut down their servers, all your crypto is going to be worthless. And I, I do think eventually we are going to be living in a world again where physical assets, things you can hold in your hand and things that are tangible will matter again. I just don't know when that is or if that will happen exactly. I feel like it's, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But no, it's just when. The secret is nobody really knows. I don't know. I don't. I don't really, I don't know. Like nobody can tell you exactly what's going to happen. But what I can get, do is give you some tips on what type of silver you can buy and some things that you can look for. And I just, if you don't mind, there's a couple things I wanted to quickly run down. And these are things that aren't really expensive. Before, so, you, be, before you get started, I'll just say that we can tell you what's going to happen. We just can't tell you when. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm fairly there certain there will be a time when cryptocurrencies are not used anymore. There just will be. There was a time when there was no U.S. dollar. There will be a time, and uh, but we just can't tell you when. Yeah. Thing is, we're not talking about uh, collecting beanie babies here. I'm talking about collecting currency. Currency has value in many ways because it's a commodity and it can be used to purchase goods. Yeah. Now. A lot of people are like, well, how can I buy silver? Like, what's the best way to buy silver or gold? These are coins I've been collecting. And I have I have almost I have 12 of these. I might have 11 or 12. These are called the Walking Liberty, or walking Lady Liberty Silver Dollars. And these are really cool because these are actually made out of pure silver. Like a lot of our... A lot of our money isn't actually made with silver. A lot of it's like nickel uh, and all different types of bullshit uh, metals that aren't really worth much other than it being stamped $1 on it and it's worth it because that's what the government says. Where this is actually physical silver and you can actually tell because this coin, holding this coin and then holding a collectible coin, which I'll show you in a little bit, like this actually has real weight to it. Uh, so these right now, silver is priced at $26 an ounce right now. And this is one ounce of silver. And this coin is worth anywhere between $40 to $50. And these are all just regular circulated coins. They're not, they're not graded. If you got these graded, I've seen on websites and in uh, forums, graded Walking Lady, Lib or Walking Lady Liberty silver dollar coins. I've seen these going for close anywhere from a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars based on what type of condition they're in Damn. now these all the ones i have are just in good to very good condition so that puts them around any around 40 to 60 dollars so i have 11 or 12 i have to count but let's say i have 11 of these and that's 500 worth of coins right there and 11 dollars in currency 500 dollars in value and a lot of these coins I inherited from my grandfather. I picked up some at flea markets. I, I bought some at mints. I bought them at all different times of my life. And I haven't, I haven't bought any coins in years, by the way. These are just coins I've had for my whole life. And um, so th those are coins that you can pick up 40, 50 bucks and hold on to them for 20, 30 years and pass them along. They're always going to be valuable. 
And another uh, quick coin, if you wanted to get into buying some coins, is the Susan B. Anthony dollar. So this is a $1 coin. I don't know if you guys can see that very good in the camera. These are only worth right now about $2, 2 to $3. And I've seen them selling on eBay for like $1.50, $2. And you can buy rolls of these actually at banks. Though, though you can give like $50 and buy 50 of these in a roll. And that $50 is already worth anywhere from $100 to $150 right off the bat. You can just hold them. The reason these are pretty cheap is because they've made so many of them. There's hundreds of millions of these in circulation. Um, so what is it? Estate sales. Estate sales can be, be your charges. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that, those are two coins that are pretty easy to get your hands on. Another one is a half dollar, the Eisenhower half dollar, right? And this is a really cool one because these coins are a dime a dozen. They actually made 170 million of these. So they're 50 cents in currency. They're only worth about a dollar. Uh, I actually have a couple dozen of these. I have a lot of these. And uh, they're not worth much, but you can pick up a lot of them for pretty cheap and you have a silver coin. And one of my favorite coins is, these are kind of hard to find, is the Kennedy, not the, not Kennedy half dollars are hard to find, but the 1964. So the 1964 was the first year they made these. And this was right after Kennedy's assassination. Uh, if you have a 1964 Kennedy's uh, half dollar, it's only worth 50 cents in currency, but they're worth about $15 a coin if you have them in, in decent condition and just good to very good condition. So I have six of these uh, in 1964. So that's right off the bat about $80. Um, and, and then you can also get the 1977, um, 1976 um, commemorative Kennedy half dollar. So this was our um, anniversary coin to celebrate the, the birth of the United States. So here's another coin you can get pretty cheap. You can buy a roll of these and they're, you know, they're worth like, seven eight dollars a coin that one's not worth as much as the 64. <clears throat> and then one of my favorite coins oh this is a really cool coin is the walking lady liberty half dollar same as the full dollar one right but this is the half dollar one this is a 1941 coin that's um, a little old I, yeah i have eight of these <laughs> i have eight of these from 41 to 43 and these particular coins that I've seen these are another one of these. If you have one of these in very fine condition, like mint condition, they're they could be worth thousands of dollars. Um, this particular one that I have is probably only worth about twelve bucks. But like I said, these are things you can pick up on eBay. People don't even know what the hell they have. They don't even know what they're selling. They're just selling their coin collection that they inherited from someone and just giving coins away for so cheap. And you can hold on to these things and they're worth a lot of money and collectors will pay a lot of money for things like this. And uh, there's, I have a lot of them. I'm not gonna go through all of them. Uh, the, val the most valuable ones I have are things like these. Uh, these are the Morgan coins. Uh, this one is a Morgan uh, quarter dollar. So this was before they started putting the presidents on them. The reason I have to check is because they make these in half dollar and dollar. And I have two of these in silver dollar, 18, I think it was 1898 or eight, late 1800s. And each one is worth like $400 today because they're mint condition coins still in um, containers, never taken out from the mint. 
Uh, obviously, that's not something that a lot of people are going to be able to get their hands on right now. That's stuff you needed to buy a long time ago. And I actually had a kind of had a connection through my grandfather to get those. And I didn't even know what they were worth. We neither of us really knew what they were worth back then. And now it's they've skyrocketed. And coins from the 1800s in, in mint condition are really hard to get. Um, I do, and I do have a have a have a question because with with everything you have that's pure silver, how do you how do you store it? Because I, I know a lot of people wrap their silver because it's unlike gold, it will tarnish and it will fade away if moisture and and the elements do get at it. So how do you? So they make cases. This is an example of one. Oh, okay. They make these cases, and I actually have all these coins in these cases. I just took them out because it's hard. It's a lot of glare yeah. right, on the screen. So that, that looks that actually looks clearer in the case than the actual coins them themselves. Yeah. Well, this is a mint condition. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so all these coins that I'm showing you are circulated coins. My mint condition coins. I don't even. I'm not. I don't even have those in my house right now. And I'm not. I'm not going to say where those are. Undisclosed location called the Bat Cave. They're at the Bat Cave. My backyard trying to break in and rob me. So <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark Newman. My four hundred dollar coins are not here. Um, <laughs> He's trying to let I'll you know. I'll just say that not They're worth not coming here, here guys. Uh, and I do have some silver certificate dollars that are in, that are in something like this as well that I don't have here. Um, and those are things I those I actually inherited. I didn't buy a lot of this stuff. Uh, this is something, this is an example of buying silver. Excuse me. Oh, I got the beer, beer burps right now. Drinking beer too fast. I already had a couple. So this is an example of buying something like this. That's pure silver circulated walking lady Liberty silver dollar worth 40, $50, right? This is an example of a, <clears throat> this is a, a silver dollar coin right here, right? This is a, a minted coin or mint condition coin. And it's a North Korean, uh, it's a Korean war commemorative coin, right? I don't know if you guys can see that very well, yeah. but I got this from my grandfather because he was in the Korean war. And this coin is like perfect condition. It's not pure silver. So it's not worth anything near as much as this coin. That's not even a mint condition coin. So that's what I mean. Like when you're buying collectibles, the collectibles aren't necessarily worth as much as something that that's not even as in good shape. But if it's pure silver, it's worth much more. You know what I'm saying? So this particular coin is only worth about $30. Whereas this coin that's probably in good condition considered is worth $50. So it's stuff like that you want to look for. I'm not going to get into the very specifics of every coin I have because we can be here forever. Uh, I will, if you guys want to see that, I could do a Facebook Live and discuss that if enough people want to see that. And I yeah, leave the comments down things. below uh, if you're yeah, interested but, in learning about Tony's. But, uh, there's crazy so many different. I, I would recommend if you just want to buy it as an asset and as an investment. I would just buy the pure silver bars. And instead of looking for coins, just buy the pure silver bars and just store those because it's probably going to be cheaper. Because if you're going to try to buy, an, this coin is an ounce of pure silver. To buy this coin, silver right now is $25 and you're not going to be able to, you're going to have to pay $50 for that coin. 
So it doesn't make sense right now to try to buy that coin. Just buy the silver bar. You know what I'm saying? Excellent. Um, I know something is coming up. It's decentralized. Decentraline. Dalt. Yeah. want to let us know all about that? I'll, I'll I'll get into that in a second. I actually yeah, sure, wore sorry. my gold here. I'll just make one one point. I know someone asked about um, which is better, gold or silver, gold and silver, or crypt or crypto. I hold I have more money in crypto than I do gold, but my gold is um... uh oh, Dalt's lagging. Dalt is lagging. It's because uh am I still lagging? It appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> there. Oh. He's lagging a little bit. But what he's gonna say is his crypto appreciated. Yeah, the gold the gold is thirteen hundred dollars an ounce, and so gold's around seventeen hundred and it's been as high as two thousand, so it's worth more. And the one thing that's important, um, as Tony was saying about the silver, is to get as close to pure as, as you can. Obviously, if you're not buying gold bars. Um, bullion, it's it's hard to get it pure. I focus on 18 carats. This is my 18 karat gold ring, and this is my 22 karat gold necklace. And you can see the difference in the colors between the two. Oh yeah, yeah. if you can. The 18 yep. is a little bit more dull, and the 22 is very rich, like it's um, it's, it, it's shining. Yeah, like almost it came out of a mine. Pure is 24 carats, so this is as close as it can get. Um, on jewelry, twenty so ninety one point six percent gold is a twenty two carat, and eighteen carat is seventy five percent gold. So the one thing I like about this, and this is why I like it more than crypto, should I always wear this with me around my neck and on on my finger? And even when I'm not wearing it, I probably have it in my pocket. I'll tell you why. Um, should I be lost, stranded, beaten down, whatever, wallet gone, anything happens to me? I can walk in anywhere in the world and demand the melt value for these things right here. Oh yeah. On both of them. And I could Absolutely. generate I could generate a portion of, of cash to same with this. Yeah. And to get a plane ticket or do something or feed myself or get a ho- ho- a hotel room or whatever. With crypto, that might not always be 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 the case. I might not always be able to sell and generate a whole bunch of cash on the spot with crypto. I'd have to go through an exchange, wire to the bank account. What if I don't have my card? What if I'm in a country without internet? What if I'm in the middle of nowhere? This hard, these hard assets are almost as good as cash in certain places. I yeah, and and it's tangible. You can yeah. pick this up. You can put this in your pocket. I can I can flip this and call heads or tails. I could. You know, I can, this is real. This is, mm-hmm. you can see this. That's exactly Crypto it. is a computer generated cryptography code that we're calling a, or a commodity. I'm not knocking crypto. I still, I still think it's crazy. And I own crypto, by the way. I actually own more crypto than these, which is. So do I. I and, and it blows my mind. That, and I think about it. And that's why I'm like, I, I need more. I need more hard assets. And the thing people get carried away with is, well, crypto's up 100% this year, or Bitcoin's up 100%. Uh, you know, Dogecoin's up 3,000%. Yeah, but the good times don't last forever, guys. And there's going to be a time when that shit's going to be plummeting and you're going to be like, oh my God, I put 50% of my wealth into crypto because I thought this ride was never going to stop. 
and uh, musical chairs always ends, and someone's gonna left without be left without a seat at the end, and I don't want it to be me. So I, uh, I'm not against crypto, and I don't think any of us are against crypto. I'm just, I'm just trying to be realistic and think about the future, and uh, crypto could be a big part of the future, but I think at some point this ride's gonna stop. I really do. And I hate to be negative. And I, I think that about a lot. I think the economy is going to eventually crash and the stocks are going to go down again. But I feel good about the stocks going back up. I just. It's always rebounding. The thing that really bothers me the most about crypto and why I've been thinking about it a lot lately is crypto is there's three things. It's promised to be decentralized. It's promised to decentralize or uh, democratize finance. And it's promised to be a hedge to the stock market and to inflation. Well, we're finding out that number one, crypto is not a hedge to anything because the stock market's been dropping, crypto's dropping. The stock market's up, the crypto's up. So, and there's a lot of times I'm seeing they're pretty much mimicking each other over the last couple months. In fact, over the last year or two years, it's been mimicking exactly what the stock market does. When we get bad news about inflation, crypto goes down too. So I'm not so sure it's really a hedge at all, to be honest. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, who the hell am I? I don't, I'm not an expert here, but that's just my you are. opinion. You are, you, you have, honestly, you have a degree in, in economics. You, you are more qualified than the people are writing that are writing these, um, crypto posts or posts for Motley Fool, because most of those people have a bachelor of arts in, in journalism and they don't yeah. know what the fuck that they're, they're talking about. So you do actually have a good opinion that is worth actually more than the average. Thank you. And decentralized finance is another myth and democratized finance is another myth because democratizing finance is not democratizing finance when 70% of an investment is being held by the top 1% of the world, you know, where Bitcoin's being held by what's, what's the percentage of Bitcoin that's held by the 1% of the world and institutions. I, how many wallets own the majority of Bitcoin? I bet if you look, it's probably a handful of wallets, maybe a couple dozen that own 70% of Bitcoin. And the same with all these coins. And guess what? What's happening with crypto is exactly what happens to the fiat system as well. The, the banks, the institutions, the hedge funds, the billionaires, the millionaires, the top 1%, they control all this. Just like they do with cryptocurrencies and we're being lied to and told that we control what happens with bitcoin and crypto we don't control anything they have the money to buy here's here's the problem the reason they they control this so much they have the deepest pockets because they've created those who have the wealth control what happens in the markets and this is another reason why you shouldn't be buying coins and diversifying too much until you build some wealth because all you're doing is spreading yourself thin and you're not you're not taking advantage of that compounding interest so and on, on that note, let's slide into the de- Decentraland after we bash yeah. crypto down. <laughs> it's not even bashing crypto. I'm just trying to be realistic about it. And no, I do. Th- I do hear you 100 percent. Nothing um, drives me more crazy when people are like, we're bringing when people were celebrating the fact that crypto is in Gambia and it's in El Salvador and they're bringing crypto to people in El Salvador. What you, these people don't have electricity. You're bringing them a so, uh, uh, computer generated code as a currency. What are we doing here? What are we talking about? You know? So anyway, sorry. Decentraland. 
take it away. I'm going to learn right now. I'm going to learn from Dahl about Decentraland because I don't know anything. So let's go. Uh, Decentraland, Decentraland, Decentraland. I, I started playing um, earlier this year. I've been in the... I've been in the crypto space for so for so long, and I guess, I guess that's why I think that I know something. And I guess if if there's one thing I I know is that coins come and go. Um, you were talking about Decentraland in private DMs between the group. Yeah, like what eight nine months ago, before any March of us and April, yeah, it. March yeah, and April. Yeah. So and you Johnny, definitely Johnny actually came on and started playing too. Yeah, you're actually um, way ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah, way ahead on mana. When I wrote that article, mana was a dollar fifty. Now it's over six bucks. I had a balance, but it was just to play the game, like maybe a hundred dollars worth. Like it's nothing crazy. Um, I didn't know it was going to go up like like crazy. I, I was just playing the game, and and that's that that that's kind of the, the thing. That's kind of my whole moat when it comes to crypto. Is is um is is there something is there something that's aligned? with the particular game or with the particular cryptocurrency? Is there something that you can do some utility to it? That's going to add value. Um, and those, so those can I ask a question? Mana, mana is the currency for that game. Yes. Yeah. You can use ether too, but you can use mana as well. Okay. You can use both. And that's kind of the thing I've, so I've built, I built my whole philosophy off of, um, off of what what does that cryptocurrency kind of allow you to do and how unique is that thing that that cryptocurrency allows you to do and the more the more coins that you find like that those are the ones that you know if prices should go to zero tomorrow these coins will still be ones that people buy um in case people want to do things like um play on d on d set decentraland and some of the things um there are some things in decentraland and it all depends on who the land owner is and what someone has built. But there are some things in Decentraland that only take mana. And there are some things you can take both. But there's ask, nothing that's how do we get there. what? How do we get Decentraland? Is it an app? Is it a website? Like, yeah, it's a website. Only on only on desktop. So you can go to decentraland.org, and you can start you can start playing uh, playing there. And so what do you um, do in there? What do you, what do you do on Decentraland? Is it like Grand Theft like Auto? Yeah, it's like a it's like a second life. So it's like so it's a it's a 3D virtual reality platform and um it, it just consists of parcels of of land. So there's 90,000 and 90,601 parcels of land and each parcel is a is a NFT and everybody knows NFTs because um somebody sold some um bored ape with a stupid face for $300,000 and that seems to be the kind of the kind of attention um nfts is getting but it, it's kind of so much more more than that and the digital art is such a terrible use case of nfts but it's the biggest one and i'm not surprised because i think most people are silly but that <laughs> that's what i think but um 90,601 parcels of land and each one is an nft in d set decentraland so what you do in the digital game, art can i just digital art makes no sense to me i don't so understand dumb. it makes no like, sense you can buy this image like why would i why do i want to buy this image i could just take a screenshot of it and or i, I can copy it copy it copy and paste it and you don't even need to I, screenshot I because most of them you can understand. just right click and download that's the shit that i think is going to blow up to where people are like oh my god i can't believe i put all my money into this how stupid yeah, I, I just it just seems so ridiculous. Like, are we losing our mind? Are we just being ridiculous and losing our minds? And people are really smart, or 
I just don't know. Like, are they the smart ones or are we the idiots? I don't know. Like, no, it's like I, it's, it's like the dot com bubble, right? Um, yeah. Everybody has a has a tech something. Um, how many things made it out of the dot com bubble? Google, Amazon, few other handful of companies. Um, AOL, but they didn't last long. Yeah, yeah, AOL did not make it out. Yahoo did not make it out. Yahoo, well, I mean, Yahoo did, but they they're a lot smaller now from a market cap perspective than the market cap they had in the dot com bubble. But things like Amazon have increased their market cap from the dot com bubble. But things like Google have increased their market cap from that time. And web 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 three which is um, uh, blockchain tech and all all that sort of stuff. Uh, again, there's going to be winners and losers here. And we're just trying to speculate on who the winners and who the, who the losers are. And um, yeah, it's, I just think it's going to be things with you, you utility. utility. So you go into the game and you can do everything. Someone asked me about it in the group. And I, I, I basically said it's Sims with a thousand times the programmability. And so same sort of sim sort of vibe, but you can program everything and create your own world and charge people for your for your products and services in the game. Um, and the Decentraland cas- cas- uh, Casino, I mention it all the time because it's it's the biggest gig in the whole game. And people sort of flock there to talk and to gamble. And if you're an online gambler or you play whatever local lottery or you play the money moolah slots on, on your phone... Decentraland is just a million times better because you get to socialize with pe- with pe- uh, people, and it's it's actually like you're actually there, like betting on like in real life. If you're going to a, a casino, it's the same sort of vibe in the game, and the money that you earn is cryptocurrency, which now can be cashed out at exchange and transferred to your to your bank account. So it's like there's a and that's one use use case. There's media companies built there. I want to build another media com- a company there. Um, I'd love to have a subscription service there, buy a few parcels of land, build a house where people come and subscribe for some unique sub subscription. So people now have to come into the That's game. That's the other thing I don't understand. Uh, You're buying digital land mm-hmm. and then building a digital business. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't I like why why am I gonna log into Decentraland? And then scour the lands and then go to a digital hair salon and get my digital haircut. You know what that's I mean? Like, a, that's a terrible use case, though. But do you see why you would rather go to the central land and use the casino rather than play the casino on your phone, which people do now? That makes sense, right? It's the same sort of thing, just with a whole lot more community. Like and so much more work where I could just download DraftKings and like bet on that. You know what I you mean? Could. Like, but but here's the thing, Tony, that you obviously aren't the target market for this. No, These are for no. people who uh, may enjoy, you know, less human interaction, but they still crave that at least talking to. That's why I say I don't know what I'm talking about, because if crypto <laughs> relied on me, they would have been out of I mean, there would be no crypto at all. I wouldn't buy anything. I've never sure. I've never yeah. used DraftKings, but I have played D D Centraland, so that that just says it all. I um, DraftKings either. I'm but not much of a gambler. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, have I, am I the only one that has used DraftKings? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why actually, I don't have a. Um, I downloaded the app and I used like the free dollar they gave me, and then I lost, and I'm like, all right, um, I'm done. You know. But yeah, a lot of people lose their mind in, in the NFT sales on, on there. And how could it be several hundred thousand dollars or 2.4 million? 
And I always say it's not the land that's important. The land is is, is actually worth zero dollars because if you just buy it for two point four million and you do nothing with it, you don't build it anything on it, it will be worth zero dollars. Um, so, but to build on it, like the the casino that was built on it, say if someone bought that two years ago for a hundred thousand dollars, that casino probably makes several hundreds of thousand dollars per year in gambling in- income. So that now becomes a producing asset. Um, now, if the person who built that tried to start a casino in in real life, how much money would they have to pay? How many pockets to grease? How much to build in yeah. materials? Well, here's the Eight thing. Permits. Oh, sorry, you can't build a casino because this state already has the maximum. There's so much red tape in real life that there isn't in the metaverse. And I think I, I get th- that. Use, that use cases for casinos, um, media companies, and other things that have use cases. Cutting your hair or blow drying your hair, that's kind of silly. But gambling does make sense. No, I, I get that. And I, I definitely understand what you're saying. But I feel like the same person that's putting a casino up in, in reality is the same person that is doing that in Decentraland. Definitely. We're not really we're not really democratizing anything because if you can afford two point four million dollars in Decentraland, you're most likely balling and already have <laughs> millions of dollars of real estate in real life. It costs you know more than I mean? that to build a casino here in Canada though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I, I don't know, like I, I just feel like the the average person the, per- the people that are doing that in Decentraland are people that are probably buying real estate and doing all this crazy shit out here anyways. Could be. So Absolutely. it feels like it's kind of stacked up against the average person anyways. Uh, uh, I don't know. The the, the, the 2.4 million sale, though, is for 116 smaller parcels. So if you were to just do – I'm going to do some quick math here. 2.4 divided by 116 – uh, what happens when uh, each, Decentraland each... server goes out and you can't open your casino for however many oh, days? It's the same hours. thing that would happen if the power goes out. You can't go to the <laughs> casino. Same thing that was. Thank you. I was just gonna gonna yeah. gonna say that. So each 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 plot of land in that sale went for an average of twenty thousand dollars. That's for cheaper than a house person. here. Yeah. Uh, where, so how do you where... build? How do I build a casino in Decentraland? Like, how, you, how, do I need to get a lawyer? How, how do I go about doing no, that? No, once you once you have the plot of land, you can use the Decentraland Builder. If you go on just Decentraland.org, or sorry, Builder.Decentraland.org, or you can just go to the main site and there's a button there to go to the Builder. Um, there's an actual Builder that will allow you to build and it will show you how you actually can construct things. So there's scenes, there's land, there's names, there, there's collections. So is it like Sims where I'm like, I buy a fence for $10 and I put a fence here? Um, let me see. Maybe not as expensive as Sims because uh, if I'm putting $2.4 I hope I don't have any building expenses. <laughs> <laughs> In this uh, universe. I'm sure there's building expenses. There is, sure there is. Significant yes, building expenses. There, there is, there is. And so do you need to hire employees for this casino? Yes, you you could you you could. Um, the Decentraland Casino was hiring earlier this uh, this year, which is kind of cool because you then Decentraland and apply for a job at a casino inside of this video game. Isn't that cool? That's that so cool. From, and you could work from home. Yeah, so it's pretty all right. Pretty interesting. And yeah, I mean, if the internet goes down, if the electricity goes down, you won't be going to the real casino, and you won't be going to the fake one either. So yeah. so what? 
so what else can I, so, okay, casino is a good example, but what else can I do in Decentraland where I can, that something that's profitable? Like what can I Digital marketing. Digital marketing. Uh, I want to build like a, some kind of media corporation where. Can we uh, build a stock dirty to me uh, podcast in Decentraland? That can, can we only, do a podcast in Decentraland? Exactly. That can only be viewed in the game. And you could and and you could do those those things too. So you can broad you, you can broadcast stuff um, to the game and have conversations or you know send files to the game as well. There's been a number of D D Centraland concerts within the last two years. Um, so if anybody wanted to see that particular artist do that do that particular thing, um, you would so have Phil to be, could do a stand up special in Decentraland. Yeah, I would. You could. It would bomb worse than uh, worse than anything, but yeah, I could do that. You could teach a podcast class. <clears throat> probably, could. probably more suited. That. Yeah, you could yeah, do that. There's a whole bunch of use cases, and this thing is still the one thing that's good I'm about sold. it. It's still yeah. so damn young. Like we don't even like we know. It's like Facebook when it first launched. No one knew the power of Facebook. No one knows yeah. the power of this. Yeah. Now Facebook is a huge media empire. All it was supposed to do before was show you your face, what courses you were taking, and your dating status. Now fa- Facebook is what it is today. It's absolutely crazy. It's making so, millionaires. Yeah. So it, it these things come a long way. And I'm a big believer of just anything with u- utility. I like Filecoin as well because um, should Filecoin go to zero, there's only one way to get decentralized storage, or you don't want to store it Dropbox because they've had hacks. Apple Cloud has had hacks. Google Cloud has had hacks. Filecoin Network's never been hacked. If you want to store your files there, you have to purchase Filecoins as payment for the network. So if it should go to zero, if you want to store stuff, it's going to have to come off zero. Someone's going to have to buy those coins to, to, to store. So anything that is really pulling people to have to actually and actually have an actual practical use case i think those coins will be worth a lot a lot of money your uh, your that sentiment is well echoed said. by gary v gary v was saying the exact same thing the the utility of uh, nfts the utility of cryptocurrency mm-hmm. is what going to is going to make the real value not right now we're in the we're in the speculative point because we have no utility for it but people are bringing utilities like mana is being u- utilized in decentralized uh, land and the other coins that are going to be being made uh, like you said uh, the file storage one yep. as well yeah gary gary v was one of the first guys to come out and add utility to nfts and he did a pretty good job i forget what his collection is 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 called but uh, v friends v friends but I know his collect his NFTs were used as as tickets to uh, as some of his conferences or to see him speak. And yeah, you, so, some of them were one on one meetings. Some yeah. were uh, tickets to backstage events at his VCon. Um, I know he did drop some. If you bought twelve of his latest book, you would have gotten a, a unique V friend. So this is how this is the, the genius marketing behind. Gary Vee's mm-hmm. latest book, how he got to number one bestseller, even though he would already been number one because of his massive network, but yeah. having people buy 12 of the book so that they could get an NFT just that they don't know. So, and then they hand out those books to people. So more people are reading it, more suggesting it. It was, the marketing was genius. Yeah. Just genius. We need to sell some books and, and get a free NFT with it. Stock, stock dirty to me. NFT. Hell Yeah. What else do you want me to work on? Anything else? You know, I, I have a stock. I'm trying to get us listed. I'm trying to get us a coin. You want an NFT now and a book? Tony, I'm only one man here. 
and I'm volunteering uh, my time. Yeah, work on a, a business in uh, Decentraland too. If oh, okay. I have to get that that up and running yeah. as well. I'm I'm yeah. trying to get that trust off the ground. So once I've once I've already started talking with with lawyers. Once I've laid I've laid some some paves pavement. I get some kind of um, company up and up and running. Um, I'll see how we can run one of the first um, uh, real estate investment trusts in the metaverse because I think it would be super cool if we could find some sort of business idea that makes sense uh, buy buy the land build a business on there and then that is going to generate x amount of monthly income all those div- those dividends get sent out to shareholders it could be a thing and nobody's doing it that's right. a genius idea and we have yeah. an amazing just, group just of investors that are looking and and make them REITs you can come in and rent from our building and you pay a rent. You don't have to buy the land. You just pay a renter's fee. You could. That's genius. That's genius. That's actually uh, exactly. There's a there's a use case that I, yeah. that I, I wasn't even th- thinking of. Be the be the McDonald's of the metaverse. Here's a plot of land that you can build and you know build a restaurant on. You just gotta pay us. Yeah. Forty five thousand dollars a month. Commercialized REIT. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, apparently we're. I, I have another thing to add to my goddamn list. <laughs> <sighs> yeah sorry guys well, planet labs will have to be on next week's episode yeah we've already gone well over an hour all right what do we let's have? talk about where we can find each other Dalt, how about you go first where can we find you where can we learn about you always in the group always in the group and on instagram uh, my last name r-i-s-m-a-y and then life Rizme life uh i post lots of great con- content there always wall street journal content and investing stuff and i just released a new article in the group before this uh podcast went live three stocks that could make you very rich in the next five years uh so please give give that a read excellent and the stock bro himself tony what can we uh find you and where can we listen to you yeah right now on the group um you can check out my course on udemy for those of you starting out for investing uh i think it's on sale for 11.99 right now and uh the podcast which i haven't put out many episodes uh, recently i've been busy working on other things but i will probably after the new year take a little break get back and do it in january and um that's all Excellent. And of course, if you want to learn how to, if you have a podcast, you want to start a podcast, follow me over on Instagram at podcaster feel better. I'll help you start a podcast, grow a podcast, monetize a podcast like I've done for so many other people. But ladies and gentlemen, this is stock dirty to me where we take your questions and we answer them with two professionals who know what they're talking about. And then just a guy who just answers, asks questions. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and remember to, uh, be smart with your investments. Invest, yeah. Be smart with your investments.